Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and today I want you to imagine something. Imagine if the Rockies had a pitcher uh, that threw 100 miles an hour. He had a 70-grade curveball, which is 70 out of 80. Um, that's very top-end. He had a knee-buckling slider and a fading changeup. So this guy throws triple digits and has four pitches that are above average on a major league scale. Well, the Rockies do have this guy. And you've probably heard of him, uh, Riley Pint, the fourth overall draft pick in the 2016 MLB draft. Riley Pint's arsenal is stunning. He is a tantalizing prospect, to say the least. He has incredible potential and is probably the very definition of a boomer bust prospect. Well, it's 2020, which is four years removed from his draft class, and Riley Pint hasn't pitched above low A. It's not to say that his stuff has gotten worse. In fact, assistant GM Zach Wilson maintains that his skill and talent, which made him such an attractive prospect in the first place, is still there. He still has the velocity. He still has the movement. But he hasn't put it together yet. Well, what do you mean? He walks about 30% of the batters that he faces. Well, to put this into context, when starters are evaluated, if you look at someone who is considered to be maybe um, kind of a borderline starter uh, in terms of their numbers, you want them to walk significantly less than 10% of their batters. Uh, anything more than 9% is considered too much. The 30% is way too much. Uh, it's it's actually like not even feasible uh, for, for this guy to be considered a starter at any point in time. Um, but obviously he still has the talent. He still has the skill. He has the raw ability. Um, and you can't teach that. You can't teach someone throwing 102, which he's hit. He actually hit 102 in high school. You can't teach that. But at the same time, it's almost as hard to teach control or command as it is to teach velocity. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about Riley Pike today is because the Rockies have a decision to make. And Patrick Saunders of Denver Post pointed this out in an article this week, is that the Rockies need to decide if they want to maintain Riley Pint's status in the Colorado Rockies organization. What I mean is, do the Rockies want to keep him in the organization, and uh, what? how much are they willing to risk to keep him in the organization? Because in order to keep him in the organization, because obviously, as I mentioned, this guy's very talented. This guy has incredible ability. But in order to do so, the Rockies have to sacrifice a roster spot on the 40-man roster. Well, not necessarily, but they, in order to protect him in the Rule 5 draft, they would have to do so. So uh, just a little bit of an explanation of the Rule 5 draft. Uh, the Rule 5 draft is 
it comes after the Rule 4 draft, which is the, the MLB draft, the amateur draft. Um, so the Rule 5 draft takes place during the baseball winter meetings, which is in December. Um, I know I'm a bit early on this, but um, it was a topic this week among Rockies fans on Twitter and uh, just, just around the web. So I did want to discuss this. Anyways, so the Rule 5 draft is when uh, a player, I, I believe four years removed from his draft, or uh, it depends on if they were drafted out of college or high school, but in Riley Pine's case, he's eligible for the, the Rule 5 draft this year since he hasn't been added to the 40-man roster. If a player in uh, that many years removed from his draft class hasn't been added to the 40-man roster, then he's eligible for the Rule 5 draft, which, in which case players from other MLB teams could add, say, Riley Pint to their 40-man roster. Um, so the Rockies have to either add him to their 40-man roster, uh, which is probably not very likely considering where he's at and has never pitched above low A. They have to not add him to the 40-man roster and hope he doesn't get drafted. Uh, and and those are those are really the only two options. Um, when you look at the Rule Five draft, you you want to look at players and protect players that you believe will get drafted. Now Riley Pint, his talent is draft worthy, but again he hasn't pitched above Low A, and in order for another team to pick him up in the Rule Five draft, they would have to add him to their forty man roster. Now given the talent that he has. It's not inconceivable that a team would see that and say, hey, I can fix this guy's command. Because on a 20 to 80 scale, Pint's command is at well, at a 20. It's not inconceivable that that would happen. But at the same time, if you're looking at uh, a contending team, most contending teams aren't going to look at uh, a player like Riley Pint and say, well, we can take a chance on this guy. So I think most teams, even if they're playoff teams, wouldn't even consider this. Um, you know, but teams that have really good faith in their developmental program and their pitching coaches might at least hesitate when his name comes up um, in this draft. They might take a look at him and say, hey, we should take a chance on this guy. Uh, the 40-man roster thing, though, is definitely uh, concerning. I don't think, if I had to make a prediction, I don't think any team in the league would be willing to put him on their 40-man roster right now. So... All things considered, I think that the Rockies could probably let him go unprotected, this Rule 5 draft, and I think he would be fine. I don't think a team would pick him up. Um, next year, again, he would be eligible to be Rule 5 drafted, and if he made any strides in in accuracy and command in control, then the Rockies would be forced to revisit this decision. They would have to go over uh, through this process again. Maybe they would want to add him to the 40-man roster. Maybe they wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, players like Riley Pint, either this guy is going to be an impact guy at the major league level, or he's not going to play professional baseball for a whole lot longer. He has the absolute raw ability to become an ace. Um, and he's he hasn't lost that talent. He still has that talent from when he was the fourth overall pick in 2016. But I don't know if he has the head for it. Um, and maybe it's not a mental thing. Maybe it's a mechanical thing. But his mechanics look really good, um, hence why he's able to throw so hard. 
it's control issues like this that are perpetual. Um, they they are mostly mental in my experience as a baseball player. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what his issue is, but that's that's what I would say. Uh, maybe you know having someone like Daniel Bard in the Rockies organization, um, it, it would possibly be a prudent decision for the Rockies to invest in some uh, mental skills coaching because um, the Rockies have had histories of, of players um, getting the yips. Like I, I wouldn't say Rayleigh Pines got the yips. I would say he's always had control issues since he was drafted. But say someone like Tyler Matzik. Uh, Tyler Matzik was excellent. He was uh, a rising prospect as a reliever and then got the yips. Fortunately, he was able to correct it. And now he's a contributing member to the Braves team. So that's uh, that was that's a good thing for him. But maybe that's something that uh, the Rockies could be willing to invest in. Because, I mean, you have someone like Riley Pint sitting in the wings. You don't know what he's going to be. But if he pans out, then that really changes the franchise and, and their direction. But at the same time, the outlook doesn't look too great at this point. So I want to talk a little bit more about the Rule of Five draft. Uh, but before I do that, I do want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook. The season is in full swing and action is unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boost every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. So with the discussion about Riley Pint in the Rule 5 draft, I think the Rockies could benefit from this Rule 5 draft as well. Um, so again, I wanted to recap a little bit of what the Rule 5 draft is, or at least the timeline of it. So five days after the World Series ends, 40-man rosters get resets for the offseason. Players who are free agents will not occupy a 40-man spot, and 40-man players who are not currently taking up a 40-man spot must be uh, re-added to that spot. 20 days after the World Series ends, players who have received qualifying offers must accept or refuse them to further clarify who's on these 40-man rosters. And then by November 20th, which is in less than a month now, Minor leaguers eligible for the upcoming Rule 5 draft must be added to the 40-man in order to protect them by the state. So I'm talking about uh, three guys today who I don't think will be protected. Um, they could be, but I don't think the odds of them being protected are very high. Um, 
So I do want the Rockies, at least in my opinion, to take a look at these guys. So I'm bringing up three draft candidates for Rule 5, and all of them are pitchers. Um, that was not intentional. It was just the way that I was going through these prospects, and I think that these guys are uh, the most likely to be picked up. These guys have upside. Uh, I have qualms with each of them, but you're going to get that from a Rule 5 draft pick. There's no cookie cutter for a Rule 5 draft pick, um, and all of these guys have each of their respective flaws and each of their downsides, but I think the Rockies could at least look at these guys and consider them um, as potential contributors or members of the 40-man roster next season. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how flexible the Rockies are in terms of their 40-man, but looking at it um, just based off the top of my head, I think that these guys, you could give these guys a shot and not be too worried about it. So the first guy I want to mention was uh, Yeri De Los Santos. Uh, Yeri De Los Santos uh, was an international free agent signing by the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2015. Well, so far he hasn't done too much. He was relatively young when they signed him in 2015, um, but he's a two-pitch guy at this point. He has a fastball that sits about mid to upper 80s, uh, usually, and it has a little bit of late life, um, but he also has a slider that's at least an average pitch, and it has some upside to it, so uh, he's probably not a long-term guy. He's he's a reliever, um, no doubt, actually. Uh, he was converted to a reliever uh, with the Pirates organization this last season, and in his first full season as a reliever, he posted a 1-4-4 ERA, excellent, a 2-37 fielding independent pitching, and a 0 0.88 whip um, through 50 innings at low A Greensboro. Um, he struck out 38% of the batters that he faced, which is brilliant. Um, he racked up 73 strikeouts and only walked 12 guys. Um, so these numbers are really encouraging, and I think he, he absolutely dominated low A. Um, I was kind of confused as to why he wasn't called up um, to high A or even double A, because these, these numbers are very excellent. Um, he posted a 55.4% ground ball rate, which that attracted me a lot. Because if you're looking at pitchers for the Rockies, you don't necessarily want to go after pitchers who draw fly balls all the time. Because Coors Field is huge. Uh, Coors Field is a lot of ground to cover. And when you have someone like, like Charlie Blackman out there who isn't necessarily the fastest, the Rockies have good outfielders. And, I mean, Charlie Blackman, he I talked about on last episode... Uh, he was nominated for Gold Glove this season. I'm not sure that was deserved. Um, actually, I'm very confident that that wasn't deserved. Um, but still, like he, he's improved a little bit. I'm not sure what he's going to look like next season. I wager that it's going to be worse. But still, uh, it, regardless of how good the outfielders are, unless you have three Kevin Kiermeyers and Jackie Bradley Juniors out there, you don't want fly balls to be hit to the outfield all the time. You want to... Uh, ground balls uh, to be hit and especially when you look at uh, who's playing the infield for Colorado where you have Nolan Arenado who is the greatest defender alive right now that's uh, maybe maybe him and Andrelton Simmons uh, you have Trevor Story who's far above average um, Josh Fuentes uh, ended the year at first base and he posted more defensive runs saved than any first baseman in the league so I, I, you want to be confident in your infield and, and you have to be at that point so looking at the 55.4% ground ball rate that uh, De Los Santos posted, 
um, in low A, that's encouraging. And that's something that really uh, is something that you want to look at when you're evaluating pitchers. Um, so all of this combined helped him post a really, really solid 208 expected fielding independent pitching. Um, so I think he's he has some potential, and I think he's way better than uh, pitching at low A where he has been. He didn't struggle at all. He has great command. Uh, he gets strikeouts, gets ground balls. This is definitely someone, a reliever, who I think could uh, tack on to at least maybe the, the back of the bullpen, maybe the middle of the bullpen. Maybe not immediately. I think I think the Rockies could stick him somewhere in the forty-man roster, and and he'd uh, I think he could excel wherever you put him, and then eventually I think he could be a contributing member of the bullpen. Uh, the Pirates didn't protect him in last year's draft. Uh, he's still in low A, so again he's way below his talent level. I think it's worth a shot um, taking taking a chance on this guy. So uh, currently he's twenty-two, so he's not too old. He has room to grow. Uh, so I think Yuri De Los Santos is a, a very clear-cut um, candidate for the Rule 5 draft in my eyes. Uh, another guy I wanted to look at was Kervin Castro. Um, Kervin Castro, I wasn't able to find as much about him, uh, but he posted a 255 ERA in low A um, this past season at age 21. His strikeout rate wasn't excellent. He posted up 8.1 strikeouts per nine innings, which is not really good at all, um, especially for a low-A guy. But he has an excellent walk rate, somewhere about 1.5%, which is ridiculous. So he controls and commands the ball very well. Um, he doesn't throw very hard, definitely a lower-velocity guy. Um, but he's an interesting under-the-radar arms that I, I could see feasibly being a confident spot starter or pen arm. Um, I watched him throw a little bit just on film, uh, and I think the Giants organization, uh, where he's at now, thinks pretty highly of him. Uh, so I think, I think that he's someone who is worth taking a chance on. I don't think he's going to be protected. I don't think the Giants want to give him up. Uh, it's just they don't have very much roster flexibility. So Kervin Castro is definitely someone to look at. Uh, maybe not as confident in him as I am in Yeri De Los Santos. Uh, but again, I think adding him to the 40-man roster and seeing what he could do, he I think he could at least be an organizational depth piece, which is probably not what you want on your 40-man roster. That's definitely not what you want on your 40-man roster. But uh, he has the capability to be a confident spot starter or a, pen, uh, a bullpen arm, maybe. Uh, long reliever. Maybe you don't want to take a shot at a longer lever in the Rule 5 draft, but I think this guy might have some upside as a back-end rotation starter. At least at least watching him and at least looking at um, what the Giants think of this guy. Now, the last guy that I wanted to take a look at as a potential Rule 5 draftee uh, was Gregory Santos. <clears throat> now, this guy I'm more confident in than Kervin Castro, uh, but maybe not quite as confident in as Yeri De Los Santos. Um, but I think Gregory Santos, I mean, he's a righty arm, solid frame, sitting about 93 to 95. So uh, he doesn't have overpowering velocity, but 93 to 95, sitting in that range, that's perfectly acceptable. I mean, and he can dial it up to 97 at times. So I think maybe he has a little bit more in him. Uh, if he were to be used as a, as a reliever, he could probably sit higher velocity. But I think this guy has some start uh, starter potential. And he's pitched at a level above low A. Wow. 
He posted a 286 ERA in high A, and that's really encouraging. Uh, a lot of these Rule 5 guys are guys that are definitely lower in the organization, uh, which is why you don't see them on 40-man rosters. So he shows good command with that velocity, and I think he has a plus curve, and the changeup is manageable as well. So he has uh, at least two plus pitches and uh, a changeup that's serviceable. And I think if you want to take a look at this guy as a starter at some point in time, then having that third pitch is all the more valuable. Um, reading an interview with The Athletic, it indicated that the Giants really like this guy. Um, and they think that he has the intangibles and the work ethic to be successful. The roster flexibility, again, for the Giants, doesn't really let them protect him, and if not, I think he would be a really good pickup for the Rockies. Um, I just have one uh, pretty pretty big concern, actually, for Gregory Santos, and it's the fact that he doesn't really strike people out. Um, he posts a strikeout rate, or a strikeout per nine of about 6.8 in high A, which not great. Um, He posted a higher strikeout per nine in low A, uh, but again, that's low A, and it was only 8.1, which isn't good. Um, But still, I think he has been effective even without striking people out, which means he's drawing poor contact. And um, again, with a defense as competent as the Rockies, at least the infield, that's something that encourages you. I think Gregory Santos is at least worth taking a look at to uh, to pitch in Double AA, A, Triple A next season, potentially fill in a spot starter uh, role at some point in time. I think he has that upside. Uh, maybe you know, sort of in the mold of like an Antonio Sensatella type guy. With that, that's all I have for you today. Uh, just taking a look at some Rule Five guys as well as you know Riley Pine's future in the organization. So thanks again for tuning into this episode of the 20th and Blake podcast. Follow me on Twitter at KHC Walker if you have any questions, um, concerns, just uh, just let me know. Shoot me a DM, um, just tweet at me. So uh, thank you for tuning in again, and we'll talk to you next time.